0: Welcome once again to the Bughead Podcast. Glad you could show up. I got a sick interview today. The homie Replicator came on, taught us a thing or two about hosting parties, getting raves off the ground. There's a lot of advice in here for anybody trying to start a music event. Before we get into this sick interview, I want to talk a little bit about the music video I just put out with Veles the Menace. You can find it on the Bughead page. We shot this back in like October. Anyways, we put a huge amount of effort into this video for microchip. You can watch it on the Bughead page. I'll have a link in the description. And uh, after the interview's over, I'm going to talk about that and some other Bughead stuff a little bit more. So uh, let's get right into it, and I hope you enjoy this just great interview.
1: Give it up for Replicator.
0: (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of the Bughead podcast. I think this is 13. I could be wrong. That's too low of a number for for, uh, for me to be forgetting. Anyways, I'm here with Replicator, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple different things. Why don't you start by uh, introducing yourself and telling the people what you do, both as an artist and as a, I don't know, just whatever other projects you have going on.
1: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I'm Replicator. I am a resident founder and organizer of a few different... um, community groups in the Boston rave scene, as well as like online and just in the American rave scene. So I'll start with um, Clear the Floor and Pole Position, which are kind of my babies. Um, Clear the Floor is a collective that I run with uh, Chilita, Mad Dog, uh, Pino, Roy Jiu, and our friend Amani who helps run all of the managerial organization but clear the floor is a POC oriented rave collective Uh, we've been running in Boston for about two years almost two years now um and pole position is a party which I run with Mad Dog and Chalita that has been going for also almost two years and this is uh a hard dance and like harder styles oriented rave party that we've been throwing at the Cantab Underground for a while now and um at DIY venues around Boston. And then lastly uh we're gonna shout out nine oh nine worldwide. I saw that you interviewed Kevo a little bit ago and yep. that's also another 909 member. And I guess you can watch his interview to find out <laughs> what we're all about there. But It's pretty much just a massive collection of friends all around the country and worldwide that all love hard styles and specifically like Happy Hardcore, Machina and like Breakcore. And it's all generally been online until like the last two years. But we've started to begin hosting more uh, live events, which I also run with Uh, Lexi Jacks, 99 shakes and don't love me where we throw these parties called cloud 909 that have been so far in Boston, New York, LA, Texas now, Portland, Orlando. It's definitely some (laughs) others that I'm forgetting, but those are the ones that I know off the top of my head. Anyways, that's a really long winded list of all the things that i run but personally i am a happy hardcore producer um been making music electronic music i guess since like 2019 and before that and i was in a bunch of metal bands which is pretty classic of being a boston local oh hell yeah yeah that about sums it up
0: so how did you start organizing and putting on parties and raves what uh what initially got you into that and uh do you have any advice for somebody doing the same thing yeah um
1: definitely definitely um well this all kind of started during a little before COVID and mostly into COVID, where um i had a bunch of friends who lived in alston me included for viewers who aren't in boston alston is just this undying center of diy music and has been in boston for many decades now but uh my friends ran a show house and we would throw smaller diy electronic music showcases with like not necessarily like club music but like experimental electronic styles um, that weren't really like able to be played in a normal club circuit so we treated it more like punk shows um, but then COVID happened and we were finding ways to take it online so a couple friends and I started organizing like twitch raves in this freeware version of Habbo Hotel called Fresh Hotel um, That's safe. and we got I, it was crazy because like first of all you can get all of the furniture for free so you can just like totally deck out the place and we were making some pretty like insane maps (laughs) for people to go on and uh we just got a bunch of friends from like SoundCloud and online to host these and um also play and a few of these friends ended up becoming pretty popular online so we garnered a semi consistent viewership when we would host these events. So after covid happened, we were like, okay, well, we should just keep trying to do events in person and started playing house shows here and there. And it wasn't until um DJ Steelto, who is a techno and electro and all styles wizard here in Boston reached out to me in April of 2022 to start a weekly night at the Cantab Underground on Sundays to take over this disco night that was there before and I was stoked because it was just a seemingly really good opportunity to put my friends on as well as get some more exposure in the scene and um, kind of exert this vision that we had for the scene onto the scene but you know you have all these delusions of grandeur going into it but then you're like oh shit this is a Sunday weekly at like an ostensibly Irish themed bar in Central Square where we're trying to throw like experimental rave nights so it flopped like insanely for probably like two and a half months straight where we were effectively playing to like empty rooms almost every weekend because it's just psychotic to try and run a weekly party as two people and like you know deal with lineups getting the flyers out the promotion as well as like sourcing people to play for the next week and we were just getting burned out really fast but we started leveraging some of those connections I had made previously through the like have a hotel raves which were friends who are now like very successful um shout out to Fraxium and Amal from Black Rave Culture for hosting the two pole position shows that were the first ones to like pop off and uh get us sedimented in that spot But for a while, it was just like running this brutal Sunday gauntlet until we managed to cut it down to two Sundays (laughs) a month. And uh, we're booking more uh, established artists to fill up the room a little more. But it was still kind of, you know, hit or miss. Like People in Boston don't really go out unless there is a big name attached to it for the most part it's not so much the case anymore I think in the last like year or so kids have been like really stoked just like go out and listen to music but I think with the vision that we were trying to execute which was more like fast and like hard styles it was a bit hard to get our foot in the door in a landscape that is mostly populated by like techno and house which are still like on the underground side and are events that I frequent, but there was just kind of a lack of anything that was above like 150 BPM. So we just kept trying and kept trying until um eventually I linked up with chilita who was running Clear the Floor, and we combined and made pole position a subsidiary of Clear the Floor. And started getting this like dual promotion and like more hands on deck when we were organizing events and it made me realize that it really does like take a advantage to get these things going and that was kind of long-winded again but i think in regards to your question of my advice for other people is definitely like if you have an idea you should go for it but it is a lot of work to kind of get those dreams in motion and if you have friends to. Are like-minded or just know other people in the scene like it's a collaborative effort you know like and ultimately that's just only going to help you want to do it more because it's really easy in the beginning to get discouraged when you keep playing empty room after empty room but if you've got friends involved you can just like hype each other up and it's like all right guys like you know we're at least doing this for each other and hopefully people will catch on to like what we're putting out there and um eventually get to a a point that you're you're happy with um i'm sure you know all about that stuff too just like being an artist yourself trying to put yourself out there and also like doing stuff in bands is like kind of impossible to do well by yourself if you're not like going in 120 percent and ready to lose a lot of money too
0: Oh, yeah. Fucking doing anything uh, creative is just losing money all the time for the first few (laughs) years of it. But uh, you're definitely right about the whole it takes a village thing. I think especially post-COVID, a lot of people want to do their creative projects, whatever they are, in a a solo fashion. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that becomes less and less possible as time goes on and the the internet becomes a, a harder place to navigate
1: i think generally like a principle that or just like a thought i guess that underscores all of this work is this idea that is pretty pervasive in our city because it's so like transient having so many colleges and people just coming here for X amount of time but the sentiment of like oh Boston has nothing going on so I need to go to New York or LA and then nobody tries to do anything about it um and I might be biased as somebody who grew up here but I think it's also important to build up your community rather than like wishing to benefit off of the work that others have done in other cities and hope that you know you can just reap the benefits without having to do the work um yeah and it's a it's like there's people that were like pushing the envelope before us like boudoir um is a party that i really look up to like they're so sick like they get some of the coolest acts in the city and i was going to their shows before i was organizing anything and um Also, Infra was like one of the first parties that I went to where I heard like hard techno and that shit like completely blew my mind. But I think a lot of kids aren't aware of the stuff that's going on here and are very quick to just like hate or like cast uh, judgment onto like the scene without having actively participated in it. I guess.
0: Yeah, I think Boston is a lot going on but you gotta be a lurker to kind of yes, find everything yeah. here you gotta no doubt uh, you could call it gatekeepy but i i <laughs> i don't know You you just gotta put in some effort if you want to like figure out where the cool stuff is happening it's not like definitely it's not like new york where every there's a, a hundred bars within walking yeah, distance exactly. of you and each of them have live music going like you you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta know where to hunt
1: but uh speaking of
0: that do you have any advice or any strategies you use for promoting the pole position and clear the floor shows
1: yeah um i think it's a lot of like community building like you if you want people to come to your events you also got to be going to events um i think it's really important to like you said just like know what's out there and like lurk for a little bit and go to other parties that are in the underground that other kids are hosting like meet new people I think um I mean here's here's a little plug uh that we met through the Boston Underground Discord server which I started as a means of doing this for people maybe who like aren't able to like get out to every single show and just want to like meet other ravers so that when they do go to shows there's familiar faces and people know what's going on um so yeah i think if you are starting something in a scene you should participate in the scene and uh yeah that's i think been the most beneficial because it's really been other people in the community like putting us on putting our djs on uh that's helped build this sort of cross-functional relationship between all the, like the different underground styles that um, have allowed us to carve out our own niche in the space
0: all right how does putting together something like pole position where it kind of started out small compared to putting on the countrywide 909 events that are a a bit bigger
1: yeah so with pole position I guess with I'll start talking about 909 because when we are organizing shows with 909 it's guaranteed that um, artists that we have on those bills are going to draw because we're usually picking cities to play where there are existing 909 members so we know that at least there's draw within that community but then people like Kevo or um our friend Jade 99 jakes who's one of the CEOs she draws all over the country just because people love her music um but I think when we book those events we're able to take more liberties with the uh spaces that we can book with kind of the scale of the events. I didn't personally work on this event, but we did Cloud 909 LA at 1720 which is like an insanely huge warehouse in LA that is like probably 10 times the size of Cantab or anywhere that we could realistically book in Boston. And because that lineup was just like stacked with all of the heavy hitters on the 909 lineup which um people were just really excited to go out and see so we can get a little more ambitious with those Um, in terms of how that relates to pole position I think when you're booking shows within a specific scene there's different things that you have to be conscious of when you are building a lineup because first of all you gotta worry about all of your overheads like venue cost and then paying out your artists but you also got to consider what people are going to go out for and um, I think something that I realized early on is that a lot of people in Boston are not like ravers per se in the same way that they would be in like LA or New York where they're just like going out because they're they want to hear like hard and fast music so they're just going to go to this spot and they don't really care who the DJs are that's playing but in Boston a space that is sort of less established in that regard people need and have have needed a name in the past a pole position to get in the door whereas now like once you get a few of those going and people kind of feel out what you're about you can start booking like more local centered lineups and then build up people through that so like the in the early stages we were usually like booking one headliner who was out of town and then um a bunch of locals to support but uh even this month we just booked a whole local lineup for Clear the floor and it popped off and i see a lot of other parties in boston that are booking all local lineups that are Doing really well and getting uh, a lot of people in the door without, you know, some big out of the town name to draw because people just are into the music, which is so sick.
0: These are really good answers, by the way. Sorry, this gets edited. So, oh,
1: thank... uh... yeah, yeah, no worries. No worries. Yeah, I, I know that I kind of go off for a while because I'm also on Adderall <laughs> every day. So I can just keep talking, especially because I've been in calls all day already. I feel you on that.
0: That's a relatable one. Um, <clears throat> oh, damn. I'm trying to remember what the next question I had in
1: mind was. I mean, what's... I guess I, I have a question for you. All right. It's like how you got involved in the scene. Because I think it's equally as important for promoters to know, like, how people are finding out about stuff.
0: Oh, okay. Um, So, I was involved in, like... Do you know what A2B2 is?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, I was like in that server for a while and that's how i kind of got into uh internet electronic music
1: okay cool yeah laura played one of those yeah events. yeah i yeah. think
0: she played i had friends who were in a bunch of those shows but that's, uh, that's how awesome. i got involved with like a lot of internet music stuff and kind of found 909 and then i i saw keva open for machine girl yeah, and then I started iconic. following, started huh. following him. That was sick. That was a sick set too. That was an
1: insane set. The the set. yeah
0: the uh, the audience was not fucking vibing with that as hard as they should have been.
1: That's the thing, dude. In like in like five years, like people are gonna listen to Kevos shit, and people do listen to Kevos stuff now, and his old stuff be like, damn, like this is so <laughs> ahead of its time. Like I booked Kebo for boiler room back in September and uh he played an opening set where he was just ripping straight like 200 Bpm at like fucking 8 p.m or something at big Hell Night yeah. Live with a bunch of Hell like yeah. you know cross arm techno guys <laughs> but like the Ravers were out there we were fucking with it but it was like everybody uh else in the audience is like pretty shocked at what they were hearing but I think it's gonna you know before I knew, like damn okay
0: are you involved with uh booking boiler room
1: just in uh september so in september um we collaborated with infra and boiler room to throw um three nights in boston during labor day weekend so the friday show was all recorded and that was all clear the floor so if you look up youtube on youtube like boiler room boston that's like me playing, and then also all the Clear the Floor homies. And then Saturday, Kevo was the only one per- person that I booked that played that day. And then Sunday, um, I booked Quetzal and Annie Lou, who are some really awesome techno DJs and homies that are from the Infra crew.
0: But... And then, uh, did you get involved with that just through putting on the pole position and clear the floor shows or yeah
1: so jose from who is like one of the main uh organizers in infra reached out to me like in probably this time last year uh to organize um a party for boiler room because the year before they collaborated with boudoir and i think Right now they're really trying to put an emphasis on like queer community-oriented groups like Mm. in the city, which is like really awesome. So they put us on this year and it just so happened to be recorded. So we got to put on a really good show and show people that Boston is, you know, capable of doing cool shit. Like it's really cool to see comments where people are like, dang, finally, like some harder styles on Boiler Room. Like This is sick, so it was... Yeah, one of the best nights of my life, for sure.
0: I had... My friend gave me free tickets to that, and I had to work that night. Like, that whole (laughs) weekend, I had shit going on. I could not go.
1: Oh, well... Yeah, I mean, what can I say? It was a fucking banger. But I think they're... You know, because it's been two years in a row now, I feel like this September they'll probably roll around again. I don't think I'll... Have a part in organizing it this year but it's always a sick event i also oh i completely forgot that i yeah we booked uh swan meet to headline on saturday and like hearing her like kicks on like a massive system was like so fucking sick because i don't know it's just like big night live speakers were getting a fucking workout that night <laughs> it's all i'll say yeah, it was awesome.
0: we will try and catch the next one.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll all, we'll we'll get a meetup. We'll get a big crew, and we'll pop out there because like the energy's crazy. Like, but it's really good.
0: Where do you see uh, all your work going in the future? Do you do you have any plans uh, or yeah. or expectations that you want to talk if about? I
1: have expectations per se, but I think this is actually like really timely, uh, interview, I would say, because I've, I've been taking a break, uh, for the last two months from booking parties, just so I can work on, um, just getting some of my own music out. And, uh, right now we're planning a couple big events with Pole Position Clear the Floor as well as 909 for the spring and the summer. And um, I think it's going to be really exciting, first of all, because of what I was discussing before about how like when Pole Position was like on the Sundays and it was like weekly, it's like you had no time to like figure out what the branding and like the lineup and all that stuff is going to be like you're doing it week to week and mm-hmm even though now we are a monthly party i was still kind of operating under that same mentality for a little while just because i was feeling kind of burnt out by it but now that i'm kind of getting like stoked about it again i'm like me and the team are really putting a lot more effort into like seeing how we can up the ante like i played a show in la in december and like (laughs) the la kids they just like I mean, granted, there's, like, a really rich history of Raven there, but the way that they, like, promote their events is, like, psychotic. There's a crew called Power Source there Mm -hmm. um, that had a flyer that was a, like, gas station boner pill called, like, the Power Pill and, like, this sick-ass, like, Morpheus branding. And when you pop the pill into water, the flyer comes out. And they had like a scratch ticket that you could scratch off to reveal the lineup. Like these like die cut, uh, like car shaped flyers for like a car show. Yeah. Rave. It was like, so sick. So expect to see some stuff, probably not of that caliber, but some more physical media making its way into Boston ravers hands this spring and summer. Cause we got some, some stuff cooking hell yeah and
0: then i uh i want to take it back uh to an earlier question a little bit sure um back to like what advice would you give for somebody trying to start their own parties or raves uh diy or otherwise somebody wants to like take that first step they have some friends that dj they have an idea how do you uh oh wait the zoom call's about to end uh oh. Um, running out of time.
1: Can, oh, we still I got 10 minutes. A, okay. Yeah, I can give a quick answer. Um,
0: All right. Yeah. What, what, what would be the, the first steps or the first advice that you'd
1: give to somebody wanting to so host their own party? If you got this idea with like a lineup and a theme, you got to find a venue. Um, I, I would honestly recommend reaching out to DIY spaces or smaller rooms first. And a lot of DIY spots like in Alston and the city have submission links on their, um, Instagram pages. So you had submit through there or reach out to smaller room like Cantab or like O'Brien's or something like that to book a room that is like a low overhead and can get a decent amount of people in there. And then I would say just promote the hell out of your event, have a really good theme, Um, go to other parties. And like one time for a show, I made these magic gathering cards that had the flyer on it. And I was printed out like a hundred of them and sleeve them up and just like went to raves for like two weeks and handed them out to people. Um, Like the guerrilla marketing definitely works. Like we got, we got our pole position street team that's like putting up flyers all around the city with the QR code and stuff and like yeah I, th- I think like be pretty relentless and like shameless about the pr- promotion and um if it's got a cool theme or like a cool flyer you're like bringing something interesting to the table like cool style like we had a Latin like Neo Pereo night at pole position um this past weekend and like people just popped out because it was like experimental latin music you know um so yeah i think that would be that would be my recommendation for a first step it's like lock locking down that venue there's not that many uh unfortunately but i think like once you got a space the sky's the limit you know you just do it as much as you can and uh, hopefully people will come but if if they don't then do it again (laughs) and do it bigger see if there's ways that you can like up the ante even more and uh get people in the door because it's definitely a process of not even like trial and error it's just like Trial, you just gotta like keep doing it, and it's not even a failure if people don't get in the door. Because if you're throwing the event and like the sounds running and DJs are playing, and there's like even one person in the room, like you threw the event, do it again next month, and maybe there's gonna be 10 people, and you know, it's just gonna only get bigger the more persistent you are with it. And if your ideas are good,
0: all right, with the last six minutes we have or less uh do you want to give some shout outs
1: sure um uh, let me just go off off top um shout out <coughs> bughead radio first hell of yeah all, for putting on this really sick podcast shout out look how about 303 you should check out his interview you should also check out uh the judge x judy interview that's a homie camden from like back in the Metalcore core days fuck um, yeah you, I'm going to shout out Chalita, DJ Mad Dog, Pino, Roy Zhu, uh, Imani, KSRMR, Those are all the through the floor homies. Shout out 909 Worldwide. Shout out uh, DJ D Program. Shout out Fear.com. Um, shout out uh, United Jump Front in New York. Those are the homies that are putting on some really sick artists from boston and all around the country uh shout out quetzal shout out uh shout out everybody in the boston underground discord and shout out to all the boston ravers that like shit that goes fast and goes hard all right thanks for coming on Yeah, thank you so much. This has been really awesome. And
0: thank you for listening, listener.
1: Thank you, listener.
0: Links in the description. Go click them. Go watch some other Bughead. Peace out. Told you that shit's cool. Told you that interview was sick. Anyways. We're putting out some stuff, and we've been putting out some stuff. I just want to shout it out. Any any new listeners who are still listening, get you put on to some recent bughead activity. So we got that music video with Vellus the Menace, the homie. If you're into like rave music, or if you're into punk music, or metal, I, I feel like you're going to really fuck with what Vellus has going on. Extremely talented artist, uh, and I'm an extremely talented artist who did the music video for Microchip. Great song, by the way. Yeah, not to blow too much smoke up my ass, but like we we put we put a lot of effort into this. Uh, I went to New York twice to shoot this. It's a it's a three-hour drive, and Velas came all the way from London, from London. That's a whole ocean away to make this video happen. So uh, go watch it. Go hit like, comment for me. Probably the same weekend that this is dropping, I'm dropping. A mini documentary on a DIY skate park in Natick, Massachusetts. This was my capstone project for school actually. Uh, This is the video project I had to complete to get my degree. So your boy has graduated and you can just like learn a little bit about a cool little skate park. Last piece of Bughead content I want to shout out is the first volume of Bughead TV. Bughead TV is a Screening event, or hmm, we've only done one, so like it's kind of hard to like fully accurately describe what it is, but it was a screened video art piece and beat set that uh included the premiere of a couple other Bughead videos that have already come out. It has the Mork Verdon music video that we put out last year, and the Making Weird Noise with Lamort video. All of these were aired as a part of the Bughead TV screening at Frozen Massacre, which was a show in Blister last year, put on by my good friend Mark Bray, AKA Mick Tane, AKA Lamort. So it's been a while since this came out, but uh, it was, it was a, a big project between me and the elusive Tape Deck Tommy so yeah go fucking watch that too it's really cool there's a lot of my drawing in there and i don't i don't do that much illustration anymore but i put a lot of effort into that one uh i think i've improved as a video artist since then but it was a good learning experience and it was a good like experiment you know i think it's cool i think the beats that tape deck tommy did are sick you should just go watch it it's cool Uh, do we have anything else to shout out? Do we have anything else to talk about? Go listen to 909 Worldwide, listen to Replicator shit when it comes out, go listen to Lil Kevo Uh, and pay attention to the Boston rave scene. Go to a pole position, go to a clear the floor Go to elements, dude. There's shit going on in this city that people don't want to pay attention to You need to start paying attention to it. You need to make Boston a way cooler city People talk shit. Massachusetts is cool. You just gotta lurk harder, okay? Anyways, end of episode. I'll stop rambling.